This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. This episode of This Week in Wealth is sponsored by Alpha Wealth Group. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered advisor, WGN Radio, and RWA are not affiliated. Here's WGN Radio's Elise Glink and Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. Happy November. I'm Elise Glink. I'm a talk show host here at WGN, and I am the CEO of Best Money Moves, my financial wellness company. And I'm Tom Fortino. I'm the president and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. So if you want to talk with Tom or me, ask us a question, ask him a question, have him look at your numbers, call 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855, or you can go to alphawealthgroup.com and avail yourself of all the amazing information that's on his website and get a free retirement planning packet. So Tom, some unfinished business from last week. So uh, the new rate for I-bonds is 6.89%, and that includes a 0.4% fixed rate that will be paid on this chunk of bonds no matter what happens to the floating rate going forward. And I, because the last six months we had the 9.62% rate, it didn't have an extra fixed rate. It's been at 0%. I thought maybe you could explain how that would work going forward for people Will it always be 0% for bonds that were issued in that period, and will 0.4% always be added on going forward? Like, I think that's a new wrinkle people didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Well, these types of bonds, and you know, for anyone that wants to learn, I'm going to say that this is a great website, treasurydirect.gov, because they've got the I-bonds, the E-bonds, the H-bonds, I mean, all types of savings bonds, the treasuries, if you want to purchase them. So you can start to really familiarize yourself with how bonds are going to work in your portfolio, this fixed piece. But the I-bonds... As you know, Elise, have gotten incredible attention. In fact, so many people were trying to buy high bonds. <laughs> there were issues with the systems, right? Oh, and, yeah. Um, it was like a billion dollars worth of bonds <clears throat> in a week. Some yeah, crazy it caught, amount. It caught fire, and it was in all these – it was in newspapers. People, I think, were <laughs> from rooftops were talking about high bonds, and people were seeing what the rates were, and it just – I guess the vi- went viral, I guess that's the term to use. In fact, I had a client call me because it was the last day, which was whatever date it was, uh-huh. to get I-bonds with the higher rate. He's like, I'm, you know, he was out of town. He's like, I, I, he was actually said, I may have to go to a library to get on to treasury.com access to the internet. And I said, I'm sorry, I wish I could help you do it for you. I can't, you know, so anyway. Right. But the I-bonds, as I said, I think there's a, a, a lot here. This is one type of bond to own in your portfolio. Now, there's limitations and there's all types of rules. The bottom line is, you know, it's principal protected. You can't lose your principal. Now, there's a base rate that you're referring to. Sometimes it's zero. Sometimes it's 0.4. There's been years it's been 0.5. And then they add on top of that this inflation rate, which is just the past six months, by the way. That's why when you see it go from 9.6, I think it went to 6.28 or 6. Was it um, six? Uh, it's the new rate is six point eight nine percent. Six point eight nine, still a great rate. So imagine oh, yeah. if you could get nine point six for six months, and then six point eight for another six months. Average of the two, I think most people would take that. And so this is an opportunity, as again part of your fixed portfolio, to get some rate of return with principal protection on the fixed piece. Again, it's not an equity piece; it's a fixed piece, but. 
again, the way it works is every six months they declare a new interest rate. So then coming up May 1st, they're going to declare another interest rate based on the previous six months of inflation stacked on. Now, again, they will change. I'm not sure exactly how they come up with this base rate, but the fact is um, you will not, even if inflation were to go negative, knock on wood at some point <laughs> yeah. uh, over a six month period, you still will not lose money. It isn't that you would get a negative rate of return. So I just want to be clear about that. But that's how these work. I mean, you don't necessarily have to get into all the guts of them, but that's how they work. They declare a rate. You can get a rate on your, it, it continues to grow over six months. And so this is where you can maybe look at using part of these. You can open up a, an account at Treasury Direct directly and have an account to view, and then you can continue to add 10000 per year if you choose to. Every calendar year, 10000 per person per year. Right. So what I didn't understand, and what's sort of interesting, is if you look back in history over the I-bonds, the 30-something years they've been <clears throat> offering them, you know, back, I think it was in the 90s, early 90s, the <clears throat> the base rate was like, you know, the 5%, uh, 0.5%, half a percent, Mm-hmm. on top of the 9% that those bonds were offered in. And then the rate came down, but whoever got that initial tranche got that extra half a percent. And so the rate came down a little bit, but you still got that on top of what it mm-hmm. was. And so for people who had, uh, like I bought them in the 9.62% tranche, six-month tranche. So my base rate is zero. It'll always be zero for those bonds whatever happens goes up and down but if you mm-hmm. buy them now you just to be really clear for everybody you're going to get that 0.4% on top of wherever else yeah the even rate if inflation is. was zero even if the inflation is zero you're going to be getting uh 0.4% on your right. bonds which will still take you ahead of wherever you would be with the market and everything else will float down you'll still be a little bit ahead so it's not like it's going to replace equities right no but no, no. and it shouldn't. But if you were looking for you know fixed, some fixed in investments, this isn't a bad one. It's limited, no, it's not. but it's not bad. Especially, well, yeah, what we're seeing happening today with the sixty forty portfolios, and you know, especially those that are nearing or in retirement or just want to minimize risk. There's that fixed piece allocation to your portfolio. Well, you know, the aggregate bond index is down double digits, and so it's. I think if not the worst year, which I think it is. It's one of the worst years on that fixed piece. You think, okay, I have 40% in fixed. Well, that's 40% that's protected from the risk. Well, not so much. And that's been right. really troubling for people. And so there's really some opportunities besides, besides the I-bonds, at least. You know, we talked about this, I think, last week, looking at brokered CDs. Mm-hmm. I just added some to a client's portfolio. They were getting over 4%, yeah. six-month and one-year CDs. I mean, again, here's some opportunities, not just I-bonds, but other types of fixed investments to add to that fixed piece to try to protect. You're not trying to get 12% growth a year, 15. You're trying to protect some of that, you know, and minimize some of the risk on your overall portfolio. Right. And and certainly we're seeing crazy stuff in the market <clears throat> this week. And I know we're going to talk about this in our next segment, but, you know, the Federal Reserve's boosting of, uh, you know, the interest rate, um, mm-hmm. where things are going, you know, the fact that we had an, a, a blowout month for jobs again, even though the rate has gone up so much in such a short period of time, and we're still seeing an incredible number of jobs get formed, people get get hired. And I think I saw this week also that the average wage increase was something like 7.7%. Mm-hmm. That is really significant. 
it's a it's a very high number and and the fed that may impact how the fed looks at interest rates going forward uh, i'm mm-hmm. sure that's going to play into you know whatever their decision making process is yeah. all right well let's take a quick break when we come back um, I want to talk, we had some questions. You said you've been getting some questions, so I thought maybe we'd run through some of those and we can talk a little bit more about inflation. UK hit a crazy inflation number this month, 10.7%. We'll talk about that um, and more. Give us a call, 630-934-1855, alphawealthgroup.com. You're listening to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino, alphawealthgroup.com, or you can call Tom, 630-934-1855. Talk about your money, of which there's plenty these days. Right now, let's talk a little bit about inflation. In the UK, this week, it was announced that inflation hit 10.7% or something really crazy like that. And I feel, and I don't know how you feel about this, Tom, but I feel like inflation must be falling because the I-bond rate went from 9.62%, as we just talked about, to 6.89%. But in any case, um, we actually have been here before, even if you mm-hmm. feel like we're in a, you know, the ne- land of never before. Well, we're actually really not. Back in 1979, inflation was running over 13%. Gas was up 50%. The interest rate, mortgage interest rates, were 11.2%. And the Fed was was raising rates dramatically, quickly, to try and control inflation. And on the cover of Business Week, apparently the headline read, The Death of Equities, How Inflation is Destroying the Stock Market. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we all know how that turned out. I mean, the, the stock market is a lot higher than it was then, and despite mm-hmm. everything, we got through it. So, Tom, I know inflation is on the minds of your clients. Um, mm-hmm. What are you hearing? You know, maybe we share some calls and questions, concerns that you've been getting and dealing with over the past uh, couple of months. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, it's it's kind of like what are the what is the what are the consequences of some of these things? When we talk about inflation, then we talk about the Fed that's going to fight inflation, which results in the interest rates going up, and we see how this is impacting the market. So, you know, there are concerns. Of course, most of my clients are saying, "What's going on in this market? How do I position my portfolios?" You know, what is what is it we do in this market? And so we talked a little bit about the fixed side already, at least on some things that you can do. I always set caution individuals, though, you know, from making big moves in their in their plans. You know, mm-hmm. as you made the comment, at least we've been in some of these before. The market eventually has come back and it's recovered. We don't have a timing on that, but we have to be very careful with our portfolios, I've quoted Eugene Fama before, the University of Chicago professor and Nobel Prize winner who said, you know, we have to think of our portfolios like a bar of soap. The more we handle them, the smaller they get, right? right. And so some of these things, um, we just want to be careful on it. And there was a great article in the Wall Street Journal. You may have read some of this guy, Jason Zweig. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've really actually met stuff. him. Yeah, he's oh, great. Met, yeah. And he's really, I really like some of his perspective. He said, imagine if you could know tomorrow's news today, would that make you a better, better investment? And he, best, better investor. And he said, imagine on October 12th, if someone said you, said to you, tomorrow, the inflation rate's coming out. It's going to be as high as we thought. It's not going down. What would you bet on the market? What would you do? Well, you'd think the market's going to go down dramatically. Well, guess what? 
it rallied 3%, and it's gone up since then right. by 9%. And the point of that is, you know, just like the beginning of this year, many of the prognosticators, many of the experts said, well, we'll probably average 6 to 9% in the market. And, you know, this is where we really have to be careful about understanding our plan, sticking to our plan. You can make changes around the edges, like we're talking about earlier on the fixed side, to add some of these positions, not necessarily completely get out of uh, bond indexes or bond positions, but maybe add some things. It's the same thing on the equity side. You know, could you add some more dividend or some more value? Yeah. Could you add certain sectors through exchange-traded funds? Yeah, but we want to do this carefully. The point is, you can't predict things. We don't know what's going to happen going forward. And so we really want to be careful and stick to a long-term plan, not be our own worst enemy and chase returns. Right. And I want to double down on that and just say that, you know, you don't have it. I don't know if I can be any more clear than this. You do not have to win the return game mm-hmm. in order to have a successful retirement. And by that, I mean, you don't have to get into the fund that has the highest return every year. Yes. You don't have Agreed. to even earn more than a 10% return on your money year in and year out, as long as you're saving and you're doing everything. 10% return, I, it seems to me, Tom, is is a golden thing. You know, even a 7% return as you're just doing it year in and year out, every every 10 years your money will, will double. Yeah, you know, there was an old story, I think, with a rabbit and a hare. And one of them won the race. And so there's similar, <laughs> right? Wasn't it a tortoise and a hare? Uh, anyway. I'm sorry. Did I say a rabbit and a hare? You said a rabbit Thank and a Thank you for hair. correcting me. A tortoise and a hare. That's correct. Sorry. Right. Now you've got that wrong. Well, you get the point. Uh, anyway. Yes. Slow and sure. So it's interesting you bring up that point, which I think is a great point. Here's why I say that. You can run the numbers, and we run that. You can do a, a modeling of a portfolio with a lower return that actually outperforms because it has less risk. You like In many cases, you'll have more money. I've run the numbers before. Not my opinion. Those are the numbers. So this is why it's so important to really understand you know, what you're trying to accomplish. You don't want to pull money from a trough. You know, imagine, you know, again, just this year alone, if you had retired in January and you, you know, you said, I'm an all in on the market and, you know, seven months in, eight months in, you're down 25 percent, your million dollars, it's at 750. Now you got to pull out another 50. I mean, these are things we just want to be very careful of when we, we look at our investment plan and as it, as it relates to our overall plan. Yeah, I, th- I think you have to think long term all the time. This is really hard for most people to think long term. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're so glad you listen to our show every week. Because, you know, just picking up like a few little things here and there mm-hmm. is what really will over time, you know, give a boost to your you know, the plan, the retirement, you know, how you're thinking about things, you know, where you check in and make sure you're going to be okay. It's just, you know, how you want to envision the future. And I think for a lot of people, Tom, and I'm sure this is the case when people come to you and they're like, help me understand where I am. Mm-hmm. And, and they probably don't have much of a plan. The plan has been, we're just going to save the heck out of our, our earnings and we're going to just keep plowing it away. That is still a plan and it's actually a darn good one. It is. Systematic investing, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest things with these, all these plans, certainly through work. We see how it happens. People will wake up and not wake up, but, you know, over a period of years, all of a sudden they have hundreds of thousands of dollars in this account, in this account that started at zero at one point. 
But to your point, too, you know, we talk about simply call it an investment plan. Can you define it? And so I think one of the calls to action, as we say today, is really sit down and take a look and figure out what you own. And so you, you can, you can understand what you should be benchmarking. How much do you have in the stock market? How much? I had someone the other day sent me their 401k plan and they had these different target date funds. Plus they own the total stock market fund outside the target date funds. I said, you own the same things in all of these things. The target date funds owns, owns the same funds you own outside of it. You have a bunch of overlap and you really want to just simplify things. So this is opportunities to look at your plan. You can consolidate IRAs and 401ks a lot of times into one account which makes it easier to monitor. There's portability. You don't have to have these separate accounts. So these are things that you can start to do that are going to make a difference where you're going to start to engage and get organized and be able to monitor things going forward. How do you feel about those target date funds? Because i got to tell you, my sense is when I looked at the expense ratios, I feel like you're just paying money on top of money. It just drives me crazy when you could be owning a more direct mm-hmm. index, I agree. you know, do you, you agree with that? Yeah. Here's the other thing. As an example, there was a 20, and these are Vanguard funds, good funds. Yeah. But, you know, they have in the equity position, you know, 26% of the 60% of equities was in international. Most people maybe are not aware of that. When you look under the hood, you see Vanguard 2030 and think, okay, it's a moderate, maybe to a little moderate aggressive, and I'm about 60 to 70% in equities. Okay, but what are you owning those equities? Yeah. So you really want to take a look at what your holdings are. So right. I agree with you. It's easier to just own the stock market index outside of it separately where you control, much more so. Absolutely. And the other thing that I, I have a problem with with these target date funds is they preset, and now the whole goal of a target date fund is it presets the ratio between, say, equities and bonds, mm-hmm. right? So fixed mm-hmm. and equity. And and they do it based on some sort of random ratio that they've decided is the right one. So if you're going right. to retire at age 65, well, at 65, you're going to want a 50-50 split. Well, I don't actually agree with that. And so some mm-hmm. people get around that, and then they do a target date fund if if they're going to be 65 and say 2030, they pick a tar- target date fund for 2060. But it's like, wait, if you're doing that, why not just take this step yeah. and get it out just of there and the just funds. buy the funds? Yep, I agree. I love when we agree, Tom. It makes me, it makes me feel really smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there is a lot more to unpack, and unfortunately, we're running out of time for this week. But, you know, we will be back next week, and I think by then we're all going to have a little bit better idea of how the market is going mm-hmm. to react to some of the different levers that are being pulled right now as we move into, I, I would say, the middle of the fourth quarter and the kind of end of earnings seasons. We're, you know, we're starting to move into that, and I think we're going to have a little bit more to talk about next week. So what do you say? Call time on today? I think so. We've covered okay. a lot. We've, we'll talk more next week. All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, you can find Tom if you want to talk before next week at 630-934-1855, or you can go to alphawealthgroup.com and make an appointment through the website. Um, download all kinds of free, cool information. And otherwise, we will talk to you again next week. That's it for this edition. You can listen to our past episodes at wgnradio.com. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks, everybody. 
Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois.